We're going to go to Mark chapter 16. And uh, I want to preach today under this title, God of Second Chances. God of Second Chances. How many of us, we know we serve a God who is the God of Second Chances. Amen. And uh, there's always, always an opportunity to come back to God, to turn toward God. There's always an opportunity. It doesn't matter what's happened in the past. God is looking for you. He wants you, and he is a God of second chances. And I would go beyond that and say third chances, fourth chances, fifth chances, sixth chances, seventh chances. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. If I fall, I shall arise. And really, that is what grace is. Grace is the ability to get up again and go forward in God. That's what grace is. And so I want to preach about that this morning. We're going to take our text from Mark chapter 16. We'll read verses 6 and 7. Mark 16, verses 6 and 7 says, But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. Now this is an angel speaking. Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. Aren't you thankful for a risen Savior today? Amen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter. Everyone say, and Peter. Go tell the disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. The angel tells them to go tell the disciples, got a message for you to deliver. You're the first to hear it. Uh, but Jesus is going to be where he said he would meet you. You go there. That's where you're going to find him. Tell all of his disciples, tell all of his followers. But Peter is singled out. Go tell Peter. Make sure Peter gets the message. Tell everyone, but don't leave out Peter. This is important and significant. Peter needs to know what's happening. And there, in Galilee, he's there going before you. Peter gets singled out. Peter gets singled out because Peter needed to know that he had another opportunity. He had another opportunity. We don't like being singled out. We don't like having attention drawn to us sometimes. If you're like me, you definitely don't. I know that seems very odd since I'm standing here at a pulpit preaching to an audience. Uh, but I am totally happy being the person without attention put on me. We don't like to have especially this kind of attention that Peter is receiving. Go tell Peter. If you understand and you've read the scripture, you understand, you know that Peter had just had his biggest failure in his life. We're not talking about small things that you gloss over. We're not talking about something minor. We're talking about a major, major failure. Because Peter had staked his own identity. He had staked himself on his own strength that he would stand. When others may be fleeing and turning and walking away from the Lord... Peter was going to be there. He was going to be that staunch supporter of Jesus Christ, and he was going to be present. 
It all happens in Mark chapter 14. Jesus tell them, tells them that they're going to stumble because of him and about, about what's going to happen that's fixing to happen to them and happen to him. But Peter says, no, Lord, everyone else might, but not me, not me. I'm really committed. I'm the one who's going to be here. It all happened in Mark 14, verse 29. Peter said to him, even if all are made to stumble, everyone else may, but I will not. Yet I will not be. Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you that today, even this night, before the rooster crows twice, you'll deny me three times. But he spoke more vehemently, if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said likewise. Now everyone agrees with Peter, but Peter was the one who kind of led the charge. He declared himself and where he was going to be. He was going to be on the Lord's side. But you know what happened? Peter denied him. Not just one time, but as exactly as the Lord had said, three times he denied the Lord. He even changed the way that he acted. He changed the way that he spoke to conceal his relationship with Jesus Christ. He changed a lot about himself so that he would be hidden. We could say Peter failed not just one time, but he failed three times. He had three opportunities to do the right thing, but he failed. But the point of what I'm preaching today is this. It's not how many times you fail. It's not. It's not how many times you fail. It's how many opportunities God gives you not to fail. And God is a God of opportunities. He's a God that keeps bringing the opportunity to you that you can do the right thing, that you can stand before him with a clear conscience and do the right thing, the righteous thing, the thing that he's called you to. And it's a simple thing. It's called repentance. Peter failed three times. Yet with all of that, God was not done with him. God didn't say, you go tell everybody. You know, Peter, though, you can leave him out. He wasn't singled out the wrong way. He was singled out the right way. You be sure and tell Peter that he still has a place with me. He still has an opportunity in my kingdom. You be sure and let Peter know, I want to see him there. Imagine what Peter must have been feeling. He's just denied Jesus Christ three times. Jesus is crucified. That's, that is destructive enough just thinking about that the one you had staked all of your hopes on is gone. Peter must have felt, one, like he'd been let down. Two, when Jesus is resurrected, he must have, Talk about the shock. Talk about the shock. But here Peter is. He's facing the one that he denied. Failure upon failure. But the one he failed is saying, be sure and tell Peter to get there. God has a message for you in this. He is never done with you. It does not matter how many times you fail. He's not done with you. 
as long as he is alive and as long as he is our hope, as long as he is still working, as long as he desires to see you, and let me tell you, he never not desiring to see you. He wants to see you. He wants to see you succeed. He wants to see you in his kingdom. He wants to see you living a life that is pleasing to him. He wants to see you standing in grace. He wants to see you having a ministry. He wants to see you doing the thing he has called you to do. As long as he has that plan for your life, there is always an opportunity because he is a God of second chances. You could have said, Peter, Peter failed me three times. He could have, if he didn't single Peter out and say, forget about Peter because he let me down. He could have just said, call the disciples. But he didn't. He said, you be sure and you get the message to Peter. You be sure and you let Peter know that I'm looking for him. Peter, you know, he said it with such zeal. Even if everyone else turns, everyone else falls, I will not. Even if I have to die for you, I won't stumble. I have no doubt that in that moment, Peter meant everything that he was saying. And I have no doubt I'm talking to people this morning that there have been failures in your life where you staked yourself standing on one thing, but when it came to that moment of crisis, you failed, and you look back at that as an extreme failure in your life. But I believe with everything in my heart that in the moment that you made that commitment, you had the best of intentions. You were planning on standing. You were zealous. You said it like Peter did with zeal. You were sincere. You meant every word of it. But when it came time when everyone else stumbled Peter stumbled too see that's the flaw in Peter's faith Peter's faith was put on himself reminds me of 1 Corinthians 10 and 12 it says therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall Peter was saying I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to you may not have confidence in yourself. You can have faith in a great God. And just a little faith in a great big God can do amazing things in your life. It can bring miracles to happen. Why? Because it's God doing the miracle. It can be it can cause prayers that you've prayed to be answered. Why? Because God is the one who answers the prayer. It's not on yourself. It's not in your own strength. It's not in your own pride. It's not in anything. That's the mystery of faith. It's that you're putting it all on someone else. And every time God comes through, we know that Judas went and hung himself. He committed suicide because why? He had lost hope. Judas' failure was not final until he lost hope. It was not final. If Judas had never hung himself, I believe Judas would have had opportunity, a second chance. God would have had the same message for him. Be sure and tell Judas to come to Galilee. I know he betrayed me. It could have turned out differently. Why? Because failure is never final with God. God sent a message to him. But what if Peter does not respond? 
What if Peter does not come at his call? What if Peter does not go to Galilee? What if he ignores the call to join the others? He would never be restored. Your faith is not final as long as you have hope in God and as long as you will respond to his call. And we have that call, we call that conviction. He convicts us about our failures. And it's not in a way that causes us to run from him. It should be in a way that we respond. We see God is trying to draw us in and we turn to him in repentance. And I can prove to you throughout Scripture that's the kind of God that we serve. Cain, when he failed God in his worship, God came to him and said, Cain, if you would do what you know what is right, would I not accept you? He wasn't telling Cain, you're rejected forever. He was saying, Cain, if you'll turn and you'll do it the right way, I'll accept it. Jonah, when he rejected God's plan, God made a way out of the belly, his own judgment. Think about that for just a moment. The judgment that God had sent upon Jonah, God turned back. Why? Because Jonah heard the call of conviction. And over and over throughout Scripture, we have this example that God is a God of second chances. God has a very clear message in His Word. You may have failed. Yes, we have all failed. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You may have failed. You have may have messed up royally. But there is nothing that grace cannot cover. There is nothing that hope in Jesus cannot resolve. There is nothing that He has not that you have done that makes him done with you. He has provided a way because he is a God of second chances and his way is to call you to himself. Conviction. And when you're convicted, there is a step you can take. It's called repentance. It just means turning around and going the way that you've not been going yet. It's turning away from that bad call, that failure, that sin, and turning toward God. Now, you know, Peter had to think about that meeting in Galilee. If you read the story, Peter hears that he's not in the tomb. Peter runs to that tomb. He is sprinting, and he gets there. Tomb is empty. I guarantee you the next thoughts come through his, it'd be the thoughts I would have. He's wanting me to meet him in Galilee. He's alive and I have failed. At first, Peter didn't even believe what was being told to him. He had to check on it, make sure. So he ran. All of these things going through Peter's mind, failure, Lord's resurrected. The call to come to Galilee where he will meet the person he failed. The Lord's call for us to come always includes conviction over sin and failure. And he had to face that. He had to deal with all of that. Many people try to hide their failure from God. It's one of the first principles in the Bible. It's never hid. Adam and Eve sinned. When God comes to them in the garden, they try to hide, but nothing 
is hidden from God. He knows. He already knew. He knows your failures. He knows you better than you even know yourself. Even knowing our sins, he provides a way that we can be right. He provides a second opportunity, another chance. So Peter shows up in Galilee. Peter, in a sense, we could say Peter repented. He faced the Lord. And then when Jesus told them to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit, Peter was right there in the middle of it. People in that room could have been looking at Peter and saying, you failed too. All of them had failed. Just like all of us here today, every one of us have failed. But thank God for a God of second chances. Peter not only repents, but Peter's also the one given the opportunity to present the message of what a person must do to be saved. It all happens in Acts chapter 2. People were mocking and saying, you know, what's happening here? These people are filled with new wine. Verse 13, verse 14, Peter stands up with the eleven and raises his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. Heed my words. These are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Peter begins to preach to them and tell them what they need to do. Why? Because Peter was the one given the anointing. But now, what if, what if Peter never shows up in Galilee? What if Peter never takes God up on his second chance? What if Peter rejects the call of God? to come meet him. We never have a message of salvation if we reject that call to a second opportunity. And that's how it is. If we fail and the Lord calls us, but we never respond, we don't respond to the conviction, and we don't respond to his promises, and we don't respond to his offer, then there's never going to be a message of salvation in our future. He's a God of second chances, but he's also a God that is wanting us to respond. The message is there. The promise is there. But you have to move toward him. He's reaching calling for you. He's pulling for you. But you have to go to where he is at. You have to meet him in Galilee. He is the God of second chances. And your failure does not define you. It is not final. It never is and never has been. As a matter of fact, Paul, when he's writing and he's talking about all of the sins that can be committed, he makes a point to tell every saint, he says, such were some of you. You used to be that. You used to be a liar. You're not anymore. You used to be a fornicator. You're not anymore. 
used to be an adulterer, not anymore. You used to be, you used to be, you used to be, not anymore. Why? Because he is a God of second chances. Aren't you thankful we have a God of second chances? And I'm talking to someone this morning. I don't know who I'm talking to. I just know that God laid this on my heart today to let someone know he is a God of second chances. And he is not done with you. Your failure does not define you. It does. I know we want it to define us. I know that what we want to do is we want to internalize all of those things and make it who we are and what we are. And the world's happy to tell you to do that. They're happy to tell you, yeah, that's who you are. That's what you are. But it doesn't define you. He is a God of second chances. And either God is telling the truth about us in his scripture or all of the rest of it doesn't matter because it's a lie. It's just a lie. He is the God of second chances. Amen. If you'd stand with me. I'm thankful today that we have a God of second chances. I'm thankful that we have a God who calls us in conviction not to just make us feel shame, not to make us feel guilt, not to make us feel bad, but he calls us with conviction so that we can repent. And that's always the difference. That's the difference between conviction and the devil's there's a word I'm looking for. It just lost my mind. Well, there's shame. Shame is the shame is the stacking up of guilt. So the difference between conviction, condemnation. Thank you, man. I say this all the time, and today it's just like it's gone. Poof, out of my brain. Conviction and condemnation. The enemy will condemn you. He'll say you've sinned. Nothing you can do about it. Give up now. It's over. He's condemning you. But God calls us to conviction. He says, you've sinned. Your sin is no worse than anyone else's sin. All have sinned. But I still love you. My grace is for you. I'm calling you to repentance. Turn to me. Do what is right, what I've given you, and I will accept you. That's what the Lord does. He calls us in conviction. And I'm so thankful for the conviction of the Lord. Because without conviction, we could never respond to the call. We could never respond to the call. Let's entertain the presence of the Lord that's here right now. God, you see every one of us, you know our failures, you know our trials and our struggles, you know our sins, you know where we have come up short. God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ today that you would touch someone. God, help them to hear this message, Lord, that their failure is not final, it does not define them. God, they are called toward 